You've been lied to, but you don't know how. You've searched, you've struggled, you've cried out. You want the truth, but where is it? You've wandered, you've fought, you've strived, and you have not been satisfied. What is truth? Where is truth? Who is truth? The kingdom of God. Mind control. The last days. Higher dimensions. Unity. The power of faith. Discovering the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. God has promised that he will hide us under his feathers and under his wings we will trust. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Discovering the Truth with Dan Devon is the premier program that is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is designed to show you how to become more than you have ever imagined through the power of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And now, prepare for your host, Dan Duvall. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries, and you can find us at www.bridemovement.com and www.thefireplacechurch.org, where on Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can join us for worship and teaching, followed by live moderated discussion groups. Now, I am really excited to talk to you about the Sheep Nations and the End of the Age conference that we're going to be having July 7th through 9th via WebEx. Uh, this conference is being done because we had quite a few people uh, communicate to us that they were interested. They were interested in eschatology, that is, the study of the last days, how that plays into what I know to be true and everything that we've been uncovering and unveiling and also uh, what I wrote down in this book, I wrote called Kingdom Government and the Promise of Sheep Nations, which I've never really talked about publicly. And for that reason, we are doing a two-part conference. That's right. So in July, we are going to be doing a three-day conference called Sheep Nations and the End of the Age, Part 1. And it's going to be really cool, guys. We're going to have time for dialogue, uh, debate, maybe, um, you know, questions, uh, you know, just a ton of teaching, really cool stuff. Some of it you may have never heard before, and it's really, you know, something that I'm looking forward to. In August, we'll be having part two of that conference, and and right now, you can sign up for part one at bridemovement.com, and with our new interface website, it's so easy to sign up. I want to encourage you, just go to bridemovement.com, go to classes and events. If you're on our email list, you've received an email about this, you can go in your email and, and connect that way. Sign up for the, 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 the weekend. I mean, it, folks, it's going to be a lot of fun. I also want to communicate to you about a little shift we're going to be making with the Fireplace Church. And 
you know, the Fireplace Church has been a blessing, and and I'm I'm so glad we did it. And you know, we're always looking for ways to improve what we're doing. And you know, as as wonderful as the uh, delivery of the Fireplace Church has been, I mean, it's been I I think something that's that that we could be proud of. You know, it's been a great product. We've done it professionally. We, we have um, created this production. I, I mean. It, 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 you know, we use this green screening, nice, high quality cameras. You know, it, it's been really great. But one of the things that it has been missing is a live component. It, truly, the only thing that we offer with the live component at Bride Ministries is our conference and class agenda. When you're in a conference, when you're in the classes, there is that live engagement, face-to-face conversation thing with me involved that happens alongside of the teaching. With the Fireplace Church, it's only limited to the discussion groups afterwards. And and uh, many times I'm not able to be in the groups because I can only be in one place at one time. And we have a number of groups that go simultaneously. So in order to augment what we're doing, we're going to be trying something new. And it's basically implementing a bi-weekly live group, like a large group meeting, where it's going to be very similar to the, you know, delivery we use for our conferences. We're going to have a WebEx type setting. Um, We are going to have live teaching, live question and answer, live prayer, all that, uh, face-to-face, as much as face-to-face is going to happen with technology. And we are going to begin doing that um, on a basically a bi-weekly basis. What does that mean? That means that starting in July, the Fireplace Church will be moving from a weekly to a bi-weekly event. It'll be every other Sunday. So it, we, we, we are going to continue doing the Fireplace Church the way we have been with the production and everything else that you, you're used to every other week. Uh, and the first week we'll be taking off will be the weekend of July 16th, that Sunday. There will be no Fireplace Church production. In place of that, we are going to be playing around with this new idea, that is uh, having a conference-style meeting. The next question you're going to have is, well, if that's what you're doing, Daniel, how do I participate? The answer to that is we are going to have a sign-up for that, on our website at bridemovement.com and it's going to be in the classes and events section of the website. And you're going to be able to go there and just leave us your email. <laughs> it's going to be that simple. There, There's not going to be any cost for this because it's going to be like church, you know, it's just show up. That's it. And we're going to need your email because we are going to send you a direct link to be part of that large group on the weekend of July 16th and then bi-weekly going from there. So on the off weeks when we're not airing the production for the Fireplace Church, we're still going to be having church, but it's going to be a live church. <laughs> and and um, it'll be kind of like a Bible study, uh, but we're going to be able to get into all kinds of cool stuff uh, and, and and neat topics like we, we deal with Bride Ministries. And uh, it's going to be, give me the opportunity to spend time with those of you that have, you know, connected with our ministry. And um, I, I'm looking forward to that. So that's going to begin on July 16th. In the next few days, it'll there'll be a little tab at our classes and events. It, it'll be 
called, you know, the Fireplace Church Live. You just go there and leave your email for us. And you'll be invited. I'll probably also be sending an email that night that we get started to our entire email list with a link um, to join the group after it starts, just as we're getting started. But truly, we're going to be inviting the people on a bi-weekly basis that have said to us, we want to be invited to participate in this. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you there, guys. That's going to start the weekend after our Sheep Nations and the End of the Age Conference. With that said, uh, we're going to get into our program. I just want to say thank you to those of you that have been supporting us financially. This week we'll be taking another survivor off of our survivor waiting list. You know, one of the things we do at Bride Ministries is we underwrite the cost of help for survivors of satanic ritual abuse and government-sponsored mind control agendas. We have a really long list, guys. Uh, we take survivors off and fund them as we can. And thanks to you, we'll, we continue to be able to do that periodically. And um, I'd like to do more, but, you know, we do what we can with what we have. Thank you for those of you that pray for us, that support us financially. If you've been thinking about supporting us financially or just simply want to know how, it's this easy. Go to bridemovement.com or thefireplacechurch.org. There are conveniently placed donate buttons. Um, and now with our uh, upgraded website at bridemovement.com, it's easier than ever. With Stripe integration, we, we could take you know any kind of payment. And um, so I, I just want to encourage you, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together and running over will God cause men to give into your bosom. You know, I pray for all of you that support us. I, I just pray for the absolute overwhelming blessing of God to come upon you for your generosity. I'm just so grateful for you guys. And, you know, with that said, we also do have a P.O. Box. It's uh, P.O. Box 6173, Texarkana, Texas 75505. You can always write that, write us there. And, and, and watch out for this because we will be getting a new P.O. Box within the next couple weeks. So I, I'm going to just say that. Um, but anything that you send will get forwarded. So don't worry about that side of it. I, um, I, I just want to say, guys, we, we are excited about a lot of things at Bride Ministries. So much coming up. I am going to stop talking, though, so we can get to the program. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall.
Folks, I'm sitting here today with a gentleman that I have had the privilege of meeting twice in person now, and his name is Adam Thompson. Now, Adam has been on my program once before. I, I met him in Australia. He's just an amazing brother, author or co-author, I should say, of The Divinity Code. Um, he operates itinerantly through his ministry called Voice of Fire, and I'll tell you what, he moves in a special grace to interpret dreams, uh, to release the word of knowledge, to demonstrate the prophetic, and has quite a healing ministry alongside of all of that. He's ministered extensively in the United States. Uh, he's been on Sid Roth, which he'll be going back to again soon. Um, Pakistan, India, Africa, Indonesia, and a whole number of other places. His website is www.voiceoffireministries.org. Adam, welcome back to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Well, it's great to be back on your show, Daniel. And uh, um, yeah, well, I'm really excited to uh, to connect with you again. Well, you know, folks, something you don't know. Now, I have, to, I, have a, I have a little testimony about Adam. I shared it with him this last time I was in Australia. But the first time I met him, I was uh, speaking at uh, Paul's church. Uh, and and uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I was speaking at Paul Tothill's church. And, and it was um, a really awesome opportunity for me. And, and afterwards, you know, I prayed for everybody and or the, the, the general congregation and, and, and so forth. And, and then afterwards, you know, I wasn't really ministering, but I, I walked up to Adam and, and what had been going on with me was that I had been having this pain in my like elbow. It, I, it worked out. I gave myself an injury. I thought, oh man, you know, this will, this will be over in a month or it'll just heal up. Guys, it had been like a year. And my, my elbow was still hurting. It would get aggravated every time I went to the gym, try to work out, whatever. It, it was really, like, irritating. I prayed over it. I prayed over it. I prayed over it. I mean, you know, it really went on and on and on with this thing. And it would not heal. It just would not. And so I'm, I'm there after I get done preaching. I walked over to Adam and I said, uh, hey, brother, um, would you mind just praying for my elbow? I, it's been, like, you know, bothering me for, like, a year now. And it just, you know... There's no breakthrough. So this gentleman takes my arm in his hand and he says, thank you, Jesus, for healing his elbow. I mean, it was something very simple. It was not elegant. It was not impressive. I mean, but there was no verboseness. It was just a simple, well, thank you, God. I'm like, wow, that's it? <laughs> well, guess what, <laughs> folks? So my elbow's healed. And I realized that like a week or two later. Then, it, was just, it just set. The, the healing just set in. And it was a breakthrough. And yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I pray and pray and pray and pray and pray over my own elbow, nothing. And then this gentleman, just a few words, boom, breakthrough. And so, you know, this is when you know that God is genuinely <laughs> working through an individual in supernatural ministry. I mean, I, I've experienced it, folks. And, and, and you know, I, what I can say is Adam is the real deal. Um, he blessed me and he's blessed others. And recently, Adam, and I, 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 I'm going to bring you to a new book you were telling me about when we were sitting down and having a chat called God's yeah. Prophetic Symbolism in Everyday Life. And, and that's not going to come yeah. out for a few months, but we're, we're going to talk about it. However, there was a really awesome testimony that recently happened um, involving some you know, kind of high-level people 
by where you live. You can you talk to me about it? Yeah, well, I was in the uh, at home in my city, which is Adelaide, uh, South Australia, and um, I had a, a, a phone call, and I had somebody mention to me about uh, somebody's grandson uh, who was um, had had meningococcal disease, which is a very serious disease. It's a deadly disease, by the way, and. Um, uh, the, the grandfather was a high-profile lawyer in the city of Adelaide, and he contacted me, and he and I, I offered to go down into the ICU uh, unit, the 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 intensive care ward, and uh, to pray for the child. And the child was in a really bad way. The child was for days just screaming, crying, and had bloodshot eyes, like really red bloodshot eyes, and even wasn't responding uh, like he usually. Uh, had been, uh, you know, as a baby, he was completely out of it, but just all he was doing is just screaming. And they had uh, um, suspicion that he had brain damage because the virus was, the strain of the virus was so strong and it didn't look good. So um, he contacted me, uh, this this lawyer, high-profile lawyer, and when I went to meet him at the hospital, he was quite distressed and I prayed for him and ministered to him. And then we went to meet um, the parents of the baby. And, and this child was about, uh, I, I, I would say, is about six, seven months old. And um, when we went into uh, the the actual uh, IC ward, uh, it was pretty. It was pretty horrible. It was. Pretty, it was um, uh, I can imagine how devastating it would be with the parents. And a lot of believers in the city of Adelaide and churches have been praying as well. But I had the privilege to be there and lay hands on the on the child. And it was quite intense because you have to sort of wear all this stuff like, um, uh, you know, wear a, a garments and, 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 the, and the the oxygen sort of masks, whatever it is. Not, not the oxygen mask, we call it the actual um, a veil around your mouth so you won't so you won't spread any diseases after when you get out of the, the hospital. So it's really intense. But when I actually um, laid hands on the child, uh, the parents were there, but I decreed just a simple uh, prayer. Uh, I just decreed that, Lord, let your kingdom come, your will be done on Ted. The little boy's called Ted. And I said, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on Ted as it is in heaven, Lord. We decree this, we decree the natural laws uh, are bowing the knee. We thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is manifesting here. Your glory is revealed here. And, Lord, we just give you the glory. And if the stone, Lord, if, if, if people don't give you the glory, the stones will cry out. That's how, how the natural laws uh, respond to the king of glory and the presence of the kingdom. When, when the kingdom of God invades a room or place, when there's a portal that opens up a heavenly door, uh, the natural laws have to obey uh, to the eternal uh, kingdom realities. So um, we, we said we, we decreed this over the boy, and what happened was that um, it felt like there was a there was probably fifty people in the room. We couldn't see them, but we felt there was fifty people in the room. But what it was was the was a company of angels in the room, and it was so thick, and the glory was there. But the baby, after so many days, he stopped crying and just fell asleep and and there was peace in the room and long story short the next day uh, I got a phone call and 
little Ted had recovered a hundred percent, and um, uh, within forty-eight hours of the time I prayed for him, he was he was um, released from hospital, and um, basically uh, went home and he was completely healed. It was actually a miracle, and there was an article about him as well, so in in the local paper. So it was it was amazing. So we give God the glory for that. Wow. That is phenomenal, man. Yeah. Mm, praise yeah. God. So we, we get a lot of those testimonies that's happened a lot all over the world. But, you know, I'm really – we give God the glory. We all can do this. It's just we're, we're vessels. We're just got to be uh, available and have our cup filled with the glory of God and, and the hope of glory Christ is in us. And we just got to be allow ourselves to move in that realm, and that's our – our destiny is to to actually walk the way Jesus walked, as it says in one John two six. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam, um, you do have uh, I don't know probably thousands of testimonies of people that have been healed as the Lord yeah. has had you to minister. Um, and 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 uh, folks, I mean, you you could check out Adam. I mean, and look him up online and and, and stuff like that. And again, his website's voiceoffireministries.org, but I'll tell you what, you know, when we were sitting down, Adam, and, and having a chat, you started talking about this new thing that you were working on, and um, I just found it so fascinating. God's prophetic symbolism in everyday life, and and uh, this book that you're going to be releasing in the fall has a, mm-hmm. well, a subtitle, Hearing the Voice of God Through Natural Events and Divine Occurrences. That's right. Okay, how does God begin talking to you about this subject? Well, first of all, I'll just say that I'm, I've got a, uh, a co-author with this book. And my friend is called Adrian Bill, and uh, we do uh, do a lot of ministry together. Ministry together. We actually co-wrote the Divinity Code to Understanding Your Dreams and Visions. Um, but this one is actually very interesting because um, we, you know, we we come across uh, Adrian, myself, my wife, and some of my friends come across some of these unusual uh, incidents that happen before us, which might be unseasonal. It might be something that happens from left field, um, as the Australians say, something that's sort of uh, or out of the blue, something that's just unusual, and. Uh, we need to be able to see and recognize these things. And we don't go around looking for omens and we've got to be very careful uh, with this teaching. We do, uh, we do um, uh, stress that we can't go looking for omens and it's not about superstition or anything like that, but it actually, it actually looks for you. It comes to you and it's actually something that you've, that you, you recognize that it's just so unusual and you've never seen before and, or, or it's unseasonal or it might be an event that's just really bizarre. That's actually uh, uh, that as that as is actually God speaking to you, and we believe that that that's uh, a sign, a prophetic sign. And what we teach um, in a simple way is that um, uh, you say to yourself, if you see these things that happen and that are unusual, you say to yourself, okay, well, what would that mean if I dreamt that? It's a similar principle of interpreting dreams. Uh, and there can be a prophetic sign um, that can jump out at you, and, and, and God can give you the interpretation. And as and it is actually real. We actually have a lot of uh, 
<laughs> weird stuff that happens, but God can speak to us through warnings. Uh, he can speak to us about a, 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 an event that's actually happening in a larger scale. For example, um, this is something that Adrian Bill, my good friend, who's a co-author, he discerned something when, I don't know if you're aware, when they had the Oscars, the last Oscars, and um, uh, they went to announce the best picture. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the major, uh, major um, blunders that I've ever seen, <laughs> you know, publicly when, when they actually announced the wrong picture. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, they were supposed oh. to announce... Uh, with the Oscars, or the best picture was supposed to be Moonlight, uh-huh. right? But they um, they announced uh, La La Land by mistake. Um, so, um, and it was a major mistake. It was a really major embarrassment. And uh, I don't know if you're aware of that, but most uh, people would, uh, if they're listening to this, would aware that there was a it was a major news. But <clears throat> there was a prophetic sign for that. Yeah, hmm. That's actually a prophetic sign, and um, because of something that just doesn't happen, it's probably the, one of the biggest blunders that happened in in the Hollywood Oscars in history, and, and it was an embarrassment. But what what that uh, what Adrian Beale was uh, discerned, and I thought I was really impressed what God spoke to him about was moonlight. Uh, the moon can represent the church metaphorically, oh. right? Okay. So in Genesis thirty-seven, when He's talking about his dream. Joseph, you know, was bragging about his dream, and he said, "I, the sun, and my wife, the moon, and your brothers, the stars, are going to bow down to you." So, um, metaphorically, the moon can be the wife, and it can be the bride of Christ as well. Mm-hmm. And what happened was um, uh, they made the mistakes of announcing La La Land as the winner. And what has, what's actually happening with the political arena in the last uh, 12 months is that uh, they really believe that um, um, uh, they really believe these people that, and I'm not into politics and not, neither is Adrian, we're not um, trying to push politics here, but we really believe that there was a group of people that were living in La La Land and they really thought that there was going to be, they really thought that Trump was going uh, to lose and they thought that Hillary's going to win. Right, but what actually happened was that uh, see, the, even some of these Hollywood actors were sort of vouching for uh, the left, the left wing, and and uh, the Democrats, and and but what actually happened is that by mistake, um, <laughs> in, in in Hollywood with the Oscars, they announced the La La Land, but that was a mistake, and Moon Moonlight really won. So in other words, everyone thought that Hillary's going to win. Everyone thought that it was just, you know, it was a guarantee and Trump wasn't going to win, but it turned out to be, um, yeah, people were actually celebrating uh, Hillary's victory before she even won. and uh, But it turned out to be that uh, because that of the church, the, the church, the bride of Christ were really praying and interceding and I'm not yeah. saying Trump is, you know, is perfect. I'm not saying that I'm not being political here, but obviously God's doing something. Well, He's doing something, and um, and what happened is that um, the the church, the actual church, was praying and interceding, and uh, a big surprise came where Trump actually won, <laughs> and that was a prophetic sign. 
that uh, the church needs to pray and rise up. And if the church did that, even just for revival or changing atmospheres, you know, if that happened with Trump, how much more can that happen with changing, you know, releasing, uh, uh, shutting down principalities in, in, in regions, you know? Well, it, well amen. I, you know, the, the media pushed Hillary really, really hard here in the States and, and uh, tried what I would call predictive programming. It's like literally they but lasted the American people with so much um, <laughs> one-sided uh, presentation. They assumed everybody yeah. would just vote for her, and, and it didn't work. And, and I'll tell you, God had me personally doing quite a bit of warfare along the lines of that election. And, and uh, I, I think it's yeah. absolutely fast, fascinating that Adrian picked up this this just by watching the and and that's what's so fascinating about your new book the whole premise it's like you wouldn't think to look at things like that as something God could speak out of but yeah it, it, it makes sense and and you know gosh the the cool thing about what's happening now uh, on, on that front is, is that some some stuff is really beginning to unravel you know our, our director of the FBI uh, Comey just got fired and now. There's ties being made between him and and uh, some of this stuff we call Pizzagate, which was all of this pedophilia yeah. stuff. And, and and I'll tell you what, Comey was just totally covering for Hillary, and, and it was so obvious to like half the nation. And no one's like, no one can make sense out of the fact that he's yeah. dismissing all. This. And and now a, a lot of stuff's beginning to unravel. And. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, <laughs> thank God for prayer. There was a person that came on my program, her name was Liz, and she works with a gentleman by the name of Dr. Bailey, and she's an Illuminati defector. She came on my program, Adam, she told us they did not want Trump to win. And and so, you know, I, I am at this point pretty sure <laughs> that this was the work of God, to be honest, um, oh, to mess sure. everything up for, sure. for the evil people. And Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really it really is amazing how that prophetic sign, God was saying, saying uh, prophetically and publicly that hey, you know my church is rising up, my church is being praying and interceding, and there's people living in La La Land, and uh, you know it's not going to happen on God's watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amen. Well, hey, you know on this subject, I need to ask you a question, Adam. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of people that have this thing. I even get emails about this sometimes. I'm so curious to see what you do with this. They wake up, and it is 5.55 or 4.44 or 11.11. They look at the clock, and it's 11.11, five days a week. I mean, do you believe there is something to this phenomenon? Yes, I do believe that, and um, and you know, again, you need to be wise. You need to ask. See, I in the book it has a a right in a chapter about the intimacy with God and having that relationship with God, because otherwise, uh, you can be you can mishandle this, and 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 it can, can start to fall into error like superstition, and we can't do that. But if you're having a relationship and you're secure in the Father's love, then God can speak to you in so many ways. He can speak to you in a song you might hear, just jump out at you, you know. Uh, and also numbers, um, 555, uh, it can mean um, 
uh, the 555 can be a number of grace uh, or five, Isaiah uh, 55.5 or something like that. Or it could be, uh, you know, 444 could mean John 4.44, a prophet's not on in his own home, uh, own town. Um, uh, but also it could mean, 444 could mean a resurrection of dominion because four is a number of dominion and authority. It means having dominion in the natural realm. Three is the number of resurrection because on the third day, uh, Christ was raised and resurrected. Uh, also, 1111 could be resurrection. John 1111, uh, when Jesus said, I'm going to go wake up Lazarus. And also Revelation 1111, when the, when the two witnesses were resurrected. So uh, it can have so many uh, different elements of, of interpretations to uh, these signs that you get. But you need to have the intimacy and and with with the father and have that the, the relationship is the primary that's the that is the um uh that is the essence of our walk is having a relationship with the father so he can give you the wisdom to discern it because if you do it in the flesh and in the soul you could stumble and you can actually come into error but it, it is real and um god speaks to me all the time i see stuff all the time uh you know and it's called walking in the spirit. Mm, mm, mm. So we, yeah. you know, this is a phenomena that we, we've actually heard a lot of people make mention of. And um, I, I think deep down inside, you know, like just even on this issue, people know that there's something that is attempting to get communicated to them with certain events or recurring just uh, anomalies. Um, yep. Okay, so I, I, I haven't had the uh, privilege of reading your book yet, but um, tell me, uh, how does this get developed throughout the Word of God as something that God is like, you know, saying, yeah, this is a way I deal with my people? Okay, well, you know, um, uh you know, when you look at Jeremiah, um, in, in the first chapter of Jeremiah, uh, God, you know, Jeremiah is a, was a prophet. It wasn't a really good mandate. I wouldn't have liked to be in Jeremiah's position. But God spoke to Jeremiah, and he, you know, um, he spoke to him at the very beginning. And this is my revelation, um, that when he speaks to Jeremiah, he said to him, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see a boiling pot. Now, I don't believe that that was in a vision. I believe that was just a natural phenomenon, a natural event that happened, and God spoke to him that way. Now, so it, it doesn't say that it was in a vision. But he said to Jeremiah, what do you see? And he said, I see a boiling pot, and it's tilted from the north, and it's tilted. And then God gave the interpretation out of that. He said that um, uh, I'm about to pour out uh, my judgment against Israel because they have turned away from me, so on and so forth. And then also the same thing with um, with an almond tree blossoming. So so God can speak to us that way. And in scriptures, uh, uh, you know, it is it is full of metaphors and symbols and dream and dreams and visions are throughout the 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 the, the whole. Uh, Bible of the 66 books there's dreams and visions throughout uh, the word of God and um, 
even with dreams and visions, there's symbols and there's metaphors that God can speak to us. See, the mind is quite powerful. It, uh, it, it The mind actually is made up of images, and we can't think of anything without having images. So God does speak to us with images. It's very, uh, very important to actually, um, when you soak and you actually in a place of just meditating on the Lord, you do get visions and downloads while you're sort of half asleep and half awake. And uh, even when you're awake, you can see stuff that jumps out at you. Some of these, um, some of these events, or for example, um, I was I come back from a long tour. I'll just give you an example. I come back from a long tour uh, from America, and this is when I was working for the church. I'm not working for the church Field of Dreams in Adelaide anymore. However, I'm still one of the founders, but I'm not working for the church. But I come home, and this is the time when I was working for the church, and I was completely exhausted after a tour. And Todd Weatherly, God bless him, he's my pastor. He gave, he usually gives me the baton, and he goes off and does crusades, which he's amazing evangelist as well. But he gives me the baton, and I have to sort of run the meetings of the church after coming back from a long, uh, from a very long tour in America, and it'll it, to the point where I nearly, it nearly burnt me out. And um, what happened was I was driving along, I come. On the way, I was going to a meeting when I just come home, and Todd has just uh, gone over to uh, gone over to South America or something like that. And as I was driving along, I saw this ladybug, or some people call it a ladybird, walking on my thigh in my car. This is a, you know, I'm driving along to the meeting, and I saw this ladybird walking up and down my left thigh. And I thought, this is unusual. I haven't, I don't think I've seen a ladybird. Or a ladybug. I don't think I've seen a ladybug since I was a child. I said, that's really bizarre. What's a ladybug doing walking up and down my left thigh while I'm driving my car? And I thought, this is really, that's really bizarre. Anyway, the Lord said to me, like Jeremiah said, what do you see? And I thought, okay, I see a ladybug. But then I thought to myself, what is a ladybug? See, a ladybug um, is has been created to, just, to actually destroy the aphids that actually um, destroy fruit. So there's these aphids, there's actually these little insects that destroy, very, very small insects that destroy the fruit. The, ladybu the ladybugs actually destroy these aphids that can destroy the fruit. So pretty much they preserve fruit. Okay, so ladybugs are created to preserve fruit and protect the fruit. Uh, from being destroyed by other other little insects, so the Lord was saying to me that I've this was a sign that He sent an angel to strengthen me, and this is a sign He sent an angel to strengthen me and protect me from uh, protect me from my fruit being destroyed. Because when you actually uh, one of the biggest dangers as a minister is when you come back. From ministering, and you, and you, one of the biggest dangers is that you become burnt out. And um, the Lord spoke to me and said, "If you're very burnt out, and you've overworked, and you're very tired, you are prone for a, a fall. You're, you, you, there's a risk of you falling or, or doing something stupid. And you need to have um, sabbaticals, and you need to have rests." 
when you come back. But um, the Lord spoke to me through this that he sent an angel. When I saw this ladybug on my thigh, left thigh. So the left thigh, metaphorically, left thigh means strength, physical strength. The right thigh means spiritual strength. So on the left thigh, I saw this ladybug. The Lord said, I've sent you an angel. This is a sign that I've sent you an angel to strengthen you, to protect you, so you will not have a fall and you will not, uh, your fruit will not be destroyed. So what happened was I, when I had this revelation, I completely felt charged and energized. I felt there was an angel that came and strengthened me and it helped me go through this season of, of a lot of ministry. That is profound. Wow. So when you see these things, uh-huh. you need to decree it as well. Okay. So when you see these things and you see these signs, you go, thank you, Lord. Wow. The Lord gave me the revelation. I said, thank you, Father. I thank you for this angel. You've sent me to strengthen me. Because there are angels that strengthen Jesus in the Garden, in the garden of Gethsemane. And, and, and also he, an angel that came and strengthened Elijah. And I said, Lord, I thank you for this angel. I started decreeing it over my life. And I started agreeing with the revelation and I started to come into that place of worship. And that's when, uh, when there was a manifestation of strength. Amen. Mm. Amen. So what, what are some of the, um, some of the other natural events and occurrences that, uh, you and your co-author Adrian detail, as you begin to build this, uh, you know, framework for people. Okay. Well, um, you know, um, my my good friend Adrian Bill, he always shares that once he went to uh, to minister in a meeting, and he was waiting, and he was on his own. We usually ministered together, but he was on his own uh, once, and he. Um, he was just sort of in the green room, just preparing for this meeting. And he saw this, he saw this massive, which he thought it was originally, this massive bee, like a mumblebee, just on its back with her legs in the air. And he's sitting there and he's just praying. He thought to himself, wow, that is a really huge bee. And it, but it's dead. This bee is dead. What's, you know, what's that doing right in the middle of this floor? And, but when he looked closer, it wasn't a bee, it was a fly, and it was a massive fly. So it was one of the biggest flies he's ever seen in his life. But it was it was on its back in the middle of this floor with his legs up. And as he's praying, he thought, wow, this is, I've never seen anything so big, <laughs> you know. But then the Lord spoke to him, and he said, what does fly mean? See, the Lord of the flies is Baalzebub, mm-hmm. prince of demons, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and the Lord spoke to him. There's going to be a major deliverance in the meeting. There's going to be a deliverance meeting, uh, which he's about to enter into. Um, and God gave him the heads up, and he thought, "Wow, okay." So, long story short, he started to minister in the meeting. And he doesn't he he doesn't claim to be have a deliverance ministry. He he is actually an amazing teacher of the word. And also, he's a revelatory teacher. And, and it's one thing to be a teacher. It's another thing to be a teacher and the atmosphere changes. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but he, he just, he, he wouldn't call himself ha- having a, a deliverance ministry. But he went into this ministry, he went into minister in this meeting. 
And this woman completely, there was a major deliverance that took place. And this woman got completely free. And God gave him the heads up before he actually went into the meeting. So he gave him the strategy to pray into something, if you know what I mean. Yes. So does that help? That's really, really good. Yeah. That's really, really good, Adam. So as I'm listening to you, what I'm getting is that, look, um, there are a lot of ways that God speaks to his children. Yes. And sometimes we're not even aware of the avenues by which that communication comes. That's right. But if we open ourselves or our spiritual ears, so to speak, up to these avenues. Um, yes. It, it will enhance. It's discerning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's discerning these things. And, you know, I always base it on the foundation of it is, is really saying to yourself, you know, when it comes to the interpretation, the foundation of it is like, okay, what would that mean if I had a dream? If I dreamt that, what would the Lord be saying if I dreamt that? Because usually dreams are, can be strange mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And it has to be something that really jumps out of you. So you can't be just trying to look for everything. It's got to come to you. And you've got to go, that is the most weirdest thing I've ever experienced. Did you just see that? I'll give you another example. We yeah. were in, we were in um, Florida, Adrian and I. We do, Adrian and I do about five tours a year. We're really good friends. We know each other. It's a bit of a, it's, it's a powerful ministry, healings, uh, releasing the interpretation of dreams and the natural phenomena is what we're talking about now. But it is a, it is a bit of an Abbott and Costello show, you know, too. It's a bit of humor because <laughs> you've got to make things funny. Otherwise, people get it too serious, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, we're in Florida and we're just finished ministering and we're quite exhausted and we're in a hotel. And this is, this is freaky. Okay. There was, um, and you're going to love this, we're in a hotel and the TV, there was a guy who came to do, we had, a, we had someone call us in the hotel and said there's someone going to be working on the cable throughout the hotel. So, then, you know, just letting you know if, if, if he does come. So the guy knocked on the door, but he didn't really do much to, to our room. He just knocked on the door and just uh, put some things in the room and he walked out. But then we're sitting there getting ready to, to check out mm-hmm. and the TV turns on. And it was the NASA, the NASA channel, right? Mm. So the NASA channel turns on. We didn't turn it on. It turns on on its own. And this is what it says. It says, the dragon has been released over Adelaide, <laughs> Australia. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, what are the chances? We're in Florida, right? Now, it was a dragon was, the, uh, was a, some kind of satellite. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But it just came on. You know how you hear the sort of, you know, the radio sort of going, rah, rah. <laughs> you know, the dragon has been released over Adelaide, Australia, <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Yep. Did you like that sound effect? <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but we're, Adrian and I are looking at us and our gobs are open going, oh, my gosh, did you just hear that? And I thought, wow. And I said, I need to talk to Todd and get some intercessors. Mm-hmm. Because that was a prophetic. I mean, what are the chances to hearing that? Yeah. The TV, we don't watch television. Yeah. And the TV turns on and you hear that. That's the first thing you hear. Anyway, 
So we ring up Todd Weatherling. I said, we need to get some intercessors to pray. There's something, there's like a principality. There's some, you know, now the battle's already won through the power of the cross, but through the revelation, you need to demonstrate that. And, uh, you know, and uh, I said to Todd, we need to get the intercessors to pray because the, there's something's been released over Adelaide. There's a, there's, there's, there's something, that means something good's about to happen in God, so the enemy's intimidated, if you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, and what happened too, we had the biggest 50-year storm, and I've even got a, a radar a photograph of it, which looked like a, 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 looked like a hurricane heading towards Adelaide. A 50-year storm hit Adelaide, but because of prayer, a lot of the metropolitan areas was was protected, but there was quite a devastating storm. And we had not, the 2016 was one of the most intense years, but we came through and there was a lot of, there's a real breakthrough happening with our church at the moment. There's actually a move of God breaking out. So that's, so that's an, another example. If the, I, I, I know I sort of went on a bit, but that's, a, that's an example. And you know, the, the more you talk, the more, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm just hearing everyday life, right? Because I meet people all the time, and I'm sure you do too. And they're like, you know, this weird thing is happening. What do you think? And it's like some, 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 somewhere deep down inside of us, we know that out of the ordinary events are a little bit more than just out of the ordinary. Yeah. They, I mean, they really That's do. And, and, you know, I think that things can be manipulated by the dark side and point people in the wrong direction. God would take things and point us in the right direction. And I, I, I want to ask you about strange bugs. Can, can I ask you about strange bugs? Because sometimes you are just doing whatever, and it kind of, kind of like you said, you know, there, there was this giant uh, fly. It's just like upside down. Like, I, I meet people that, that just find strange bugs. And I know that sounds weird, but I don't know. Is it, it, Have you found that this is actually a recurring thing? Like, you know, strange bugs tend to mean something, or am I just like way off? You know, they can be. They can be. And you got to... One of the things too is 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 finding out what the bug is and actually getting on Wikipedia, finding out what its purpose is. Uh huh. You know, finding out what. Okay, the Lord is showing this as a metaphor. Okay, what does this mean? It's a metaphor. Now, some people are probably listening, saying, "Oh, I'm not sure about this." But the thing is, it's not about having this sensation of having these weird occurrences or having a signs. And it's, the wicked generation looks for signs. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. But in in Mark 16, it says, go and signs follow. So signs are important, but they follow with you acting, you know, responding and actually having that intimacy with God and doing what you're doing in your everyday walk, doing your ministry, and these signs will occur. I mean, there's there's so many levels of the word, what, the meaning of signs, but, but, you know, we don't, a wicked generation looks for signs. And that, what that means is, is, People look for signs so they can respond. For, they're looking for a sign so they can believe and move. But God's saying move and signs will follow. Okay? So Mark 16, move, go, and these signs will follow. So God will say, God will speak to us in these signs, and um, there is actually prophetic signs, and there can be prophetic messages for God to speak to you, for you to be led uh, into prayer, mm -hmm. into shutting down strongholds, Shutting down Jezebel spirits that might be trying to tear a church apart. Uh, these, this is uh, strategies that God's give us gives us. It's not about the sensationism. It's not about clairvoyancy or anything like that. 
it's about a, a true prophet is actually um, leading people into the intimacy with God. But some of these signs are giving us strategies to be able to govern the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now, have you found in your ministry that when people come to you, Adam, and they say this uh, thing has happened, what do you think that you've been able to effectively, you know, prophesy into people's lives based on that information, yes. just like yes. dreams? We do that at the conference. Not only we do dream interpretations, but uh -huh. we say if any, this, we explain the teaching. And we say if anybody had any weird occurrences that has taken place or anything that's unusual. And through that, we've seen deliverance, we've seen healings, we've seen uh, amazing things have happened uh, through these, just through one simple sign. See, a dream or a prophetic sign in the natural, I see it like a dripping tap. Mm -hmm. Once you start, you're in the spirit and you start to interpret, you start to see, then I start to see deeper. And if you watch some of the YouTubes and stuff like that, I even see deeper work and even the angel, the prophetic angel can be present and I start to see more. And then the dripping tap is kind of starts off like a dripping tap, but then it's like a, a tap on full, it's turned on full bore and it's just pouring out. And then there's there's so much revelation in it, and then then people start to 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 actually uh, get affected by the kingdom of God and by the revelation of Jesus Christ, and that's the essence is the revelation of Jesus Christ, who is the spirit of prophecy, and uh, that's how it all starts. So these things are very great for even evangelism as well. Are there consequences for people? to not move on signs? Um, I do believe so. There can be consequences, yes. Um, God, you know, often uh, when I when I actually see um, more so in dreams in the past, I have these dreams when I was younger, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll go, gee, you know, if I knew what the Lord was saying to me back then, this wouldn't have happened. I would have had the authority and the strategy to do this. Okay, so really, um, there are consequences if if you're if you're not in the spirit. Now, it's got nothing to do with salvation. The salvation is free. The grace of God is actually incredible. Mm -hmm. right? But God wants us to fulfil the destiny He has for us. That's an addition. That's 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 where the rewards come into it. All right. So salvation is not a reward, as you know, mm -hmm. but the rewards come following when you fulfill the destiny, and that's where it's, you stand for the Lord, and it's well done, good and faithful. But mm -hmm. these signs and the dream interpretations and, and the prophetic realm opens up opens up a, a, the way and it gives you a strategy for you to shut down the plans of hell, to release blessings, and for you to walk out the script of heaven, if you know what I mean. Amen. Now, now, okay. How do people begin to do this thing you call develop intimacy with the Father so that God is speaking to them and they know the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to them about the signs they're encountering? And this is another area that people really struggle with. You know, say, okay, well, um, you know, I've had signs before or tried to follow them and, and every time I followed a sign it, it led me into a ditch or some kind of, you know, 
shady stuff. Like, how do people know it is genuinely the spirit of God that's leading them? How do you coach people? Well, for me, the Lord. I used to get caught up in a bit, and as my learning in my learning stage, and I'm always learning. But in the earlier stages, when I was learning and growing into this uh, revelation, I used to be a bit caught up with more of the the interpreting and the gift side of things rather than having the intimacy with the Father. So some immature prophets uh, more get caught up in the gift, the sensationalism of the gift, rather than having the intimate relationship. So uh, I would say the safe place to be is when you're in the presence of God and worship. All right. So when you actually, you know, before you, if you get a dream or you get uh, something that happens to you like that, that's from left field, just come into the place of just simple worship because Jesus said to the woman of the world, there's a day coming when you can enter in and just worship the Father and Spirit and truth. The safe place to actually discern and uh, the safe place to be is when you're in a place of worship and you're in the Spirit, all right? Especially when you're sort of, uh, before you go to sleep, you always worship, have a little bit of quiet time and worship, and then then you know you're under the canopy. You're in a place where the Holy Spirit can minister to you. And um, I always, myself, is 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 do, uh, kind of go to a place to actually uh, be intimate with the Father of worship because, you know, he wants that time and he wants the relationship with you. And relationship comes through worship, I really believe. All right. Now, um, you know, it says in First Corinthians 13, we prophesy in part. In other words, we don't know everything. And there's times where we will make mistakes. That's why it says in First Corinthians 14, when everything needs to be judged. Uh, when it comes to the prophecy, it needs to be judged. doesn't mean you're a false prophet. It means that just you, you grow into your discernment. It says in Hebrews 5, we practice our discernment. We go from milk to solid food, and we practice our discernment, determining what is from the Spirit of God and what's from the enemy. And uh, so what we do is uh, is we do practice it, but, but that comes out of the intimacy and through just worship and, and asking the Holy Spirit. One of my favorite books, and, um, you know, um, I don't really sort of, <clears throat> you know, it's just, he's not 100% my cup of tea, Denny Hinn, but I love the book Good Morning Holy Spirit. He just wants to spend time with the Holy Spirit. And that gives you the ability to discern and be in a safe place. And that's the, that is the, the primary. See, some people put the cart before the horse. They honor the gift rather than the one who gave it, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. I hope that's answering the question. And, you know, that, that is so, so key. <laughs> one thing you can never get away from, Adam, is the power of worship. Uh, yeah. Pe- people... Have, you know, they, they may dry out, feel like they're drying out in their walk with God sometimes. And it's just like, you know, well, how much time have you been spending in, in worship? I mean, and, and oftentimes if people on their journey to drying out, their answer is not much. Yeah, that's right. And, and when you dry up, you can be in the soul as well. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> don't get me started on that, Adam. Because I'm going to go for days. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh man. Um, let, me, let me ask you this. What's the difference between trying to interpret a sign from 
the flesh versus interpreting a sign from a place in the spirit? That's a good question. And the one thing is that uh, the Lord has been... You see, you know, if you're not getting disciplined by the Lord, there's a high probability that you're an illegitimate child of God. So there's nothing wrong with being disciplined. Some of these hyper-grace people saying, oh, you're religious and you're you're putting works. No, I love it when the Lord disciplines me, you know. It means I'm a legitimate child of God. It says that in Hebrews um, 12. But um, uh, one thing is that you, you know in the soul is because, see, I fast, and fasting is a... Um, and the new covenant era is just different to the old covenant. Uh, fasting in the new covenant is actually allowing yourself to be sensitive to what the Spirit is saying to your spirit man. When you fast and you read the Word and you listen to it, I listen to it myself. It, it says in James, uh, sorry, it says in Hebrews that uh, the Word of God is like a sword; it divides soul and spirit. So, um, if I'm praying in the Holy Ghost, I pray in tongues alone. I fast and I listen to the Word. It helps me to be sensitive to what the Spirit is saying to my spirit man. And a lot of people, when you're in the soul, right, you can actually, you can, you, you're actually hearing what your emotions want to hear, if you know what I mean. That's good. So, so sometimes you might interpret something and you go, oh, you know, um, yeah, that's what God wants me to have, yeah. But it's your emotions. And, and you need to be able to, fasting and praying, reading the Word, I pray in tongues a lot. Paul says, I pray in tongues more than all of you. So I, I like to be able to pray in tongues because it gives you the ability to discern and it's the perfect prayer. But it, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to your spirit, man, you discern that when you're actually, when you're in the spirit. But when you're in the soul, I'll give you an example. Uh, when it comes to dream interpretation, this woman, uh, there's this handsome man, like single man will come into the church and all of a sudden 20 women are having a dream that he's going to be their husband. Right? And you go, all right, well, which one is it? <laughs> right? But what it is, is yeah. that, that God is showing them that they they actually have the idol of the heart. There's an idol of the heart. It talks about it in Ezekiel, the idol of the heart. And um, and God is, is basically revealing that they have this issue of the, they're actually in the soulish realm. They're actually, it's their soul being revealed. And... Um, and it might be God might be speaking to them about this man, but it might be Jesus because if it's a sanctified, uh, like if it's a pure dream that he's going to marry, that they're going to marry this man, it might be the Holy Spirit speaking to him in the spirit, might be speaking to their spirit man, saying that I want to spend more time with you. I'm the true lover of your soul. Where in the flesh, if you're in the soulish realm, you go, oh, he's going to be my husband, and the guy doesn't even know the person. You know what I mean? That is. Does that make that is so brilliant. And, and you know, yeah. I, I've, um, you know, hearing things from the soul or, or, or it, it can get so interesting, you know, because oftentimes when we when we're listening for for communication from God with our soul, what I've noticed that people do is they impose their 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 filter or their lens yeah. on the communications of God. They impose right. their lens. So. There may be something genuine coming in, but it gets tainted and twisted to their understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and people, you know, it, it's not always in their best interest either. Because if there is no. a fracture along the lines of what it means to be a son or daughter, 
they will receive messages and leadings that would be what you would expect from a really bad dad or yeah. someone that yeah. wants their worst interest and, and so gives them bad instruction. Like, and, and they yeah. will be completely convinced of, and, and it puzzles me sometimes until I realize the person that's, you know, claiming, well, God wants this for me and it's really bad and causing me lots of suffering. And, you know, that's a complicated subject in and of itself, but it's like, oh, but you have major daddy issues. If we solve the daddy issues, suddenly they begin to hear different. That's it's amazing. Right. That's good. And, um, hmm. But sometimes yeah, this a can... Orphan, a lot of orphan spirits out there too. And, uh, and and God has been dealing with me with that as well. We're all we're all in the same boat, and we just got to work through stuff. What does and, God uh, say I've to you? I've had a lot you. of breakthrough. What What does God say to you about orphan spirits? I, I because you know this Adam is a big <clears throat> deal. Well, um, from my revelation, is <clears throat> I had this um, uh, one person once uh, ripped me off for some money, and it really sort of it. it disturbed me and I had this vision where the Lord was with me and he and he had a burning torch and he went to burn this place down and he said put your hand on your hand put put your hand on my hand I should say this is what he said and he was full of love and he went to burn this place down an old shanty with this with this person in it and I said well, you want to burn this guy well, I don't get it well this is not like Jesus and he goes no no that's not that's not the person. That's actually the demon operating, masquerading as that person. Right? So he, the place was completely burnt down, and, and I, f I felt set free, and I saw the the true person sitting there, at peace in another place, not not with not in the house. So then the Lord took me by the hand. I crossed over, crossed over into this uh, beautiful place, but. It was like this trunk of gold, a brick, gold bricks. And I looked up and there was thousands, probably tens of thousands of trunks of gold bricks. And he said, this is my provision. He said, do you think this is my riches? But it's not. This is just my provision. This is a means to an end. My true riches is being completely secure in my eternal love. And knowing that you are my son. Sorry, I'm your father and you are my son. And um, I just sort of, it completely sort of set me free where I felt just nothing's going to separate me from that eternal love that I'm secure. And it's like when a son, a child helps himself to the fridge. My, when my kids help my, themselves to the fridge, I'm not going to tell them off or shut them down. They're, they're, they're entitled to it, you know what I mean? And because they're my son. So God gave me that revelation, and uh, that set me free from an orphan spirit. Wow. So he told you that the true riches were his security in his love. Eternal love. My God. Where nothing can, nothing, can, that can, nothing can get in the way of that. That's just beautiful. Nothing's going to stop you from, nothing's going to shut that down once you're secure and you're actually part of the royal family. That is powerful. My gosh. Yes. Mm. Your heirs to it, you know what I mean? Mm, 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 mm. Adam, um, back to 
the subject we've been talking because we, we, we're talking about this upcoming book you have. It's, it's called God's Prophetic Symbolism. Yep. In everyday life. Yep. What else do you want to say about this while we're talking about it? Um, well, it actually has a. Um, it does have a metaphor dictionary of three thousand metaphors with scripture backing. So it's it's a it's a big book, and um, but the dictionary you don't go to the dictionary first. You need to read the ten chapters, and you need to be led by the Spirit. People go in error; they go straight to the dictionary. But the dictionary is just a reference book. It's it's a reference manual for you to just help you. But there's a lot of metaphors that are not even in there. But there's three thousand of them, so it's going to be released um, in. Uh, it will be released in October. It's going to be going on. Sid, we're going on Sid Roth, Adrian, Bill, and myself. And um, yeah, so we've, it is an, an it is a um, addition to the Divinity Code to understanding the dreams and visions. So it's a, it is we're really blessed and excited about it, and. Uh, but use it wisely. Use it in the, in, in the Holy Ghost. Well, folks, um, today I've been sitting down and talking with Adam Thompson uh, about something that I think it's really cool. And, I, I, you know, my, my honest opinion is, is, is that he's right, right? Uh, the Bible says um, that signs and wonders will follow us. And... Um, as we go and we preach and we operating in the kingdom and all of that, it, it's just part of it, you know, and, and, and out of his sovereignty, God is able to orchestrate things to speak to us. I, I, I truly believe that. And I, I believe that uh, a, a lot of people truly believe that, even if they wouldn't say it quite this way, you know, um, because I, I yeah. have the conversations and people, they, they, they come to me and, 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 or I'm sitting down and they're talking to someone else like Adam and they're like, Adam, this happened. And it's like some kind of event. It's like, what do you think? What's, what does this mean? It's like somewhere people just know that there's some kind of meaning associated with stuff. I think it's really cool that you have articulated a, a scriptural, biblically backed approach to interpreting um, the signs that are around yeah. us in everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, it's... You know, we're still learning and growing, but <laughs> but uh, we it is uh, out of the experience. It's not my opinion; it's my experience. So, no, no, let me just ask you this: because I, before we close the program and, and and whatever, I mean, how, how do you actually compile a list of three thousand metaphors? I mean, th that's a lot, and that's a lot of work. That is a it, lot it, of that is a big homework project. <laughs> it's, it takes five years. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, five years of of just intense coming together and working on it and it's based on the uh, it does have a lot of the divinity code stuff but it's not it's different to the divinity code metaphor dictionary so yeah it's a lot of work well i know i'm going to be grabbing a copy of that when it comes out so uh folks you have the advance on the conversation um adam i want to thank you so much for taking the time with me to talk on my it's program a, I, it's a pleasure no i really appreciate you brother and um, you are going to be in the States and doing yes. a couple of things. Why don't you just talk about that a little bit? Because that's coming up soon. Uh, I'm going to be in the States with Jeff Jansen. <laughs> I don't have the... Um, <laughs> Amen. Uh, I don't have the... It's a Russian church, but I, I don't have the details on it. But I'm going to be in the States with Jeff in Seattle. And then I'm going to be with a guy called Ken Fish in, in Los Angeles. 
and also in Houston, Texas. But uh, if you want to go on the Facebook, it's Adam F. Thompson. Uh, I do have a website, Voice of Fire Ministries, but a lot of the advertisements and the details are on my Facebook, which is Adam F. Thompson. Um, and um, if you want to go to the details and find out where I'm going to be. But, um, yeah, so I'm doing that tour I'm, uh, with other people. But then we're doing another U.S. tour with Adrian Bill and myself uh, for seven weeks from... Uh, uh, September right through to November. Uh, that's a long tour, but uh, we're doing that as well. And also in Australia as well, we're doing a tour. So we've got a lot of things happening in the moment, a lot on our plate, but praise God, we're having a lot of fun. Wow. Well, praise God for you, brother. So folks, there it is. Um, Facebook, you can check them out at Adam F. Thompson. You can also check them out at voiceoffireministries.org. That's all I have for you today, folks. Until next time. God bless and Godspeed. Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www. .bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.